0: Hi, this is Ashley, and this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. If you're not already following us on Instagram, be sure to follow at School and Life Podcast. That's at S C H O O L I N Life Podcast. This week in Mentor Moment, I want to give you a behind the scenes about one of my mentees, Kim. I know that if you follow me on Instagram, you see my mentees' names on a wall. Maybe I've shared snippets about their stories, about their successes, about their challenges before working with me. And of course, about their successes after working with me in my Instagram lives. But I thought I'd share a bit of a behind the scenes um, with a mentee who's currently in my Mentor Me Accelerator program. I'm really excited to share Kim's story um, even while she's in the program and the successes she's having. So Kim first came to me um, after um, following me for a while on Instagram, she's told. She initially told me that I'm not sure how I came across her page, but I'm so glad that I did. She talked about the fact that she wasn't really aware of career coaching uh, before. You know, haven't re- hadn't really ever considered that. But um, <clears throat> during the pandemic, she had moved to be closer to family, um, and her you know job at the time allowed that. But her contract is up at the end of 2021, and she was really worried about you know being able to maintain. Um, her contract and being able to maintain Um, employment with the organization beyond that. And so she first came to me saying, you know, Ashley, I want your help in, you know, trying to convince my organization to allow me to continue to work remotely. What can that look like? Is that possible for me? Um, And I said, yeah, you know, happy to help you with that. I also talked to her about, you know, are you considering job searching? And she's like, you know, I I don't know. I'm really nervous about that. I haven't job searched, uh, you know, in more than five years. And I really love my organization. You know, I'm not sure if that's a good fit for me. Um, And so I said, you know, let's get you into the accelerator. Let's prepare your materials, let's make sure you understand your value and let's make sure that you understand um, you know, the skill sets that you have so that you can properly articulate those to your current employer and what I call like an internal organization request. Um, and so the, the request was going to you know ask for a promotion, um, a raise and the ability to work remotely. Um, and I said, you know, and I do want to talk to you about job searching, right? Want to talk to you about, you know, if that's a possibility for you and and, and, and wanting to invite you into considering that. And so Kim, um, I think just wrapped up session four of the Mentor Me Accelerator. Um, and so, you know, it, so up to this point in the the program, right? She's gone through strengths and weaknesses, really identifying your strengths and, and weakening your weaknesses. She's gone through values, really understanding what her, her own personal values are, what she really cares about. Um, in life and work and starting to develop a career development roadmap, which helps her think about how her skill sets and her values can be applied in the world of work. We've worked on her materials, her resume, her cover letter, her LinkedIn, to just make sure she's standing out in the marketplace. And I've taught her how to job search. So how to identify roles that are a good fit for her, how to um, you know just make sure that she's looking at opportunities um, holistically. And before, like Kim is literally halfway through the Mentor Me Accelerator, as you all know, uh, it's an eight week career advancement program. She's halfway through the accelerator and she actually missed the most recent session. And so, you know, I'm a mentee, I'm a, I'm a coach, um, and a career development professional who's really connected with my mentee. So if you miss a session, you know, I'm, you know, worried about you thinking about you. So I was planning to reach out to her. And before I could, she actually um, messaged me in our online portal and said, Hey, Ashley, sorry, I missed last night's session. My parents stopped by unexpectedly. We, you know, got to chatting, but I wanted to share with you that I got a job offer. And I'm like, Whoa, like Kim, congratulations. I'm so hyped for you you like this is awesome so she um you know tells me like she got this job offer and like uh, again like halfway through the program mentor me works if you work it um it's such a fun, fun phenomenal framework and it's very common for mentees to like find and secure a new role while even in the program and so i wasn't surprised but i was just like shocked because she's not even halfway through it and she's like i'm so excited you know i want to review the offer with you and it was funny because in in session five right i teach my mentees how to interview and how to negotiate uh salary offers and before she even got to the module that teaches that sis had already collected the bag um, so, so freaking proud of her. So looked at the, the, um, so looked at the, the offer, you know, um, told her like, go ahead and dive into session five, take really good notes. And then like write up the counter offer and send it to me. I'll review it with you. So then we, when we counter to the organization, we can make sure it's a strong counter. And in, and I think I'm jumping ahead. One step is that the the initial offer was really strong. Like the initial offer was solid. And I think, um, already was like $10,000 more than what she was making right now, allowed her to work remotely, um, four figure signing bonus. I mean, mid four figure signing, bonus, like, like a strong, strong offer. So she, and I was like, you know, what points do you want to negotiate on? She said, you know, I want to negotiate the salary. I'd like a little bit more. Um, you know, I want to, I have some vacation days, uh, that I'd like to take and vacation at this organization doesn't accrue for a while. So I want to take those. And so we kind of mapped out what she wanted. I sent her, um, the training so she could go ahead and take some notes and then she was to report back to me later that afternoon i get a message from her within like 90 minutes like ashley they called me i was working on my offer and they called me and so we just negotiated over the phone and the lady already sent me back a counter offer the counter offer had literally everything that she wanted she was able to successfully negotiate her salary it was already 10 above what she was making um the, the the new offer came in um right under 20. Uh, $1,000 more than she's making right now. Uh, They gave her the additional um, paid vacation days that she wanted um, with no discount. um, So she won't, you know, have to take unpaid leave or she won't have to take from her actual vacation that she hasn't accrued yet. They gave her the work from home, still the travel and the signing bonus. I mean, just a major, major offer. And I could not be more proud. And so I just wanted to share that with you. Like you all see the success stories, you know, on my IGTV when my mentees come on, you know, you see the names on the wall, but I want to share what happens in the middle. The Mentor Me Accelerator program is a really transformative program for um, professional women in corporate nonprofit and educational leadership. And if you are looking to advance your career in a meaningful way, I want to invite you into the Accelerator. I'm accepting new mentees right now, and you can join the Accelerator today at mentor-me.org. That's M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org. I'm so looking forward to serving as your mentor. So next up is I digress and this week, I'm talking about the value of coaching in every area of your life. And I have a super special bonus for you all because I get to introduce to you my business bestie, my friend, and one of my very first coaches, uh, Brianka Johnson, who is a digital strategist um, who serves uh, women in business and helping them build um, strategy to make more money in their businesses and serve their clients well. Uh, Brianna, is an expert in digital strategy and um, helps her clients with social media strategy, um, email marketing, and building out funnels to really help them um, get in front of, attract, sustain, um, and convert their ideal clients. Brianka, thank you so much for co-hosting. Uh, I digress with me and
1: being a part of the show. I'm so thrilled to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited. You know, I just love school and life. I think this is one of the first podcasts I ever listened to.
0: Oh, I love that. Yes, that warms my heart. We four years in the game. We basically, like, we're not even toddlers anymore. I think we're, like, headed to kindergarten at this point. So yeah, it kind of like, a big deal. <laughs> listen,
1: I mean, this was, like, one of the first podcasts I was introduced to. So it's, like, it's always such a good time when I get to come.
0: Yes, I'm so thrilled. And she's been a guest on the show before. Uh, and I'm so excited to welcome her back. So, um, you know, it's, it's really awesome because both... Uh, Bri and I serve as coaches and, um, you know, we have invested in coaching and believe in coaching and have coaching in different areas of our life. And so we're just really going to talk about the value of coaching. Um, Obviously, our frameworks uh, for coaching are different and we coach in different areas, but we really believe that there's value in coaching in every area of your life. So we're going to dive into that conversation and talk more about it. Um, So um, first, I'll ask you, you know,
1: how would you define coaching? Yeah. So I think that like my method for coaching is a little different. And I say that because I think that when we think about coaching, we think about it from like peewee sports, like your coach on the sidelines, like go to the ball, drive, put the ball in the bucket or, you know, whatever. Um, and so we think of it as like this, um, this person who is like on the sidelines, like motivating us and encouraging us and inspiring us. But I think that strategically because of The type of coaching that I do, because it is so strategy-based, I define my coaching as like being a partner with you in your business. So I give you the strategies. I teach you how to think and like maneuver in your marketing as a launch strategist. But then I'm also there to to bounce ideas off of and to challenge your, your thinking about marketing or about launching. And so I think that like when we think about what what coaching is holistically, right, I think that really what it is is someone who is maybe like two or three steps ahead of you and who has a proven method like proven steps the proven framework for getting you to transformation and they are kind of like taking your hand and like leading you through that framework like helping you to avoid like barriers or potholes or or mistakes that they may have made and like getting you to that transformation in like a shorter amount of time maybe even with more impact um, because of the provenness I guess of their framework and so I guess that would be like how I define coaching I don't think that it is just oh I did this for myself let me go and do it for you or you know I learned this on YouTube let me come and like show you what I learned I don't feel like that is an accurate depiction of what coaching is or what it should be Um, I think that coaching should come from a place of expertise a place of like real strength and like provenness and even I would say like passionate about you know what it is that you're doing because coaching is such an intimate thing that if you're doing it solely based off of like money or notoriety like you can really like harm people um and so that's how I would define it how would you define it because I know like your method of coaching is a little different from mine but you know we do both coach people
0: yeah. I mean, gosh, Brie, like your definition is so spot on. Like as I was listening to you, I was like, yes, yes. And in the background, like it is not the little league, you know, sidelines, it is it, it is very much, uh, particularly for me, it's like walking alongside you, right? It's walking alongside you, it's course correction. I think for me, coaching is more like a GPS, right? Like it's been there before, it knows the directions, um, it's going to give you the best route, the shortest route, the, most, the safest route, right? Um, and you can totally turn, make a left, make a right, like if you need to make a detour, you already know how to get out your neighborhood, so you're going to take the other way, whatever, like you can do that, but like coaching is a GPS. It provides you with a roadmap and a framework and the best best way to get there, I guess. And um, I love what you talked about specifically around um, like a proven framework, right? Like you, when you're thinking about, when you're thinking about coaching and when I think about coaching, like it really, it it needs to be a proven framework. You need to have done this before. You need to have results. Right. And I think that that is so critical. Um, And I think when I was first introduced to the idea of coaching, it was actually through you. Right. So like um, you know, even at the time, I don't know if you were co- necessarily considering yourself a coach per se, but, you know, I think I, um, hired you to do some, like, I think email and maybe some digital strategy for me. Um, this was like early in the early days of, um, mentor me when I was first kind of like trying to like build this brand. Um, and like the fact that like you, it was, and at the time, I think you had very much had like a done for you service where like, you know, I would talk to you as a a client and then you would build things out for me. But like, even then, right, you, you were a coach and you didn't know it because you were like teaching, right? Like you were teaching and you were telling me, oh, well, it needs to be like this and it needs to be like that. Right. And so I think it was through you that that I was first um, introduced to the idea of coaching. Um, And I'm so grateful, like that you were like the first person to sort of really teach me um, because I think that like I've gained so much from that. And now I know no more. Right. And I know enough to even work a, autonomously, you know, through, through some of your expertise. Um, so what about you? Like, how are you first, idea, you know, introduced to the idea of coaching? Like a lot of people have like, they don't know, you know, they like, like you said, like they think of coaching, like the little league, like I'm a big grown person, what I need to coach for. So like, how are you first introduced to the idea of coaching, like as
1: an adult? Yeah. So that's very funny because like, Honestly, I don't remember. Right. It's not like you like grow up and you're in elementary school or you're in college and you're like, I'm going to leave college and pay all this money and get multiple degrees. So that way I can be an online business coach. Like no one thinks of that shit. Like you don't even know that that's like a thing. Right. Um, and so I honestly don't remember like how I was introduced to it. I do know that like when I started considering, like strongly considering um, building a side hustle. Cause I didn't want to be an entrepreneur for a very long time, but I do think that when I started considering building a side hustle, I started really tapping into my community and like thinking about like, where are y'all getting this information? And I just am such a skeptic that I could not trust YouTube. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I do remember that one of our like mutual friends, Ashley, um, introduced me to like a band of sisters Um, and I, you know, closely followed their content for a while. And one of them was actually the very first person that I invested in at an event. Um, and, and yeah, so I do feel like that's like how I was introduced to it. Um, and I think that because there was such, um, there was such a fog for me around coaching, um, for a while, because I, I, had good examples and I had poor examples of what coaching should be and what it looked like um and so I used to always tell people like I don't like the word coach I don't really feel like I'm a coach and I leaned very heavily into the fact that I was a strategist um, because of that reason and that was like one of the biggest struggles that I feel like I faced when I decided to make the pivot from done for you um, services to coaching like I just was so worried that people would think I was like a scammer. Um, And it wasn't really until I started thinking about like the fact that I do have multiple degrees in this. Like I have done this corporately for over a decade. Like I have really certain, like there is real fruit coming from my root of trees. Um, And so I had to like really lean into like that proven expertise Um, in order to to get over my struggles about being a coach. And I also, you know, feel like I was worried about the longevity of it. You know, I quit my job this time last year to go full-time in my business. And one of the things that I had to continuously ask myself is like, Brianka, are you going to be a coach for the next 50 years? Like, is that what you're going to do? And I had to realize that like coaching, does not just mean that you are doing it online it like mm-hmm. you don't have to only be an online business coach like there are so many visions there are so many ways that I want to impact women that I want to serve people who want to navigate online because as we know the internet is going to be the future of business period it's, but and I do feel like corona covid Nineteen has proven that, like we are moving away from buildings, we are moving to virtual work and to teleworking. And so, like, how does that now impact our education? How does that now impact our businesses? How does that now impact entrepreneurship? And like, are there resources already in place to support that and to sustain it? There are not. There are not a lot of people who are who are doing education around you know this topic who are not just trying to be an online business coach. And so I had to realize that. Um, and to think about like really what is like the impact that I want to have? And I had to get out of this idea of looking at what other people were doing and focus on what is it that I want to build and like how does that relate to to this industry? or or how does it not relate, you know? Um, and so I do feel like that was like one of the biggest, and I still feel like it's still a struggle, like trying to like keep my eye on my own path and like not worry about what people are saying about the coaching industry and like, you know, whatever. And just run my own race. Um, so but yeah, so like that was like one of the biggest struggles. And I know that like you struggle for a while, like navigating you still wanting to be in your career and you wanted to be able to mentor me. Um, and I know that that was like challenging for you for a while. so like were there any other like challenges that that you would say you had as you were thinking about building mentor me and becoming um, a career coach? Sure. I think it was the
0: scalability, right? so like i I was really when I first invested in coaching and as I've continued to invest in coaching at this point in my business development, Um, it's all been around scaling, right? So like, how can I scale? How can I optimize? And I am an optimizer. We will tell you Ashley's number one value is ease. I'm just trying to make things easier for me. I'm trying to make things more streamlined. I'm trying to make things more optimized. I think I need things to click. Things cannot be challenging for me. And it's not that I'm afraid of hard work. I I need to be clear. I'm a very hard worker. Your girl gets it out the mud. What I am saying is I'm not getting it out of the mud anymore. Not anymore. I'm releasing the mud and I am living a life of ease. Peace, peace, joy, and ease. That is it. And so as I've grown my business, right, I, I knew like, as you know, I want this thing to grow. I want to make more money. I want to serve more people, but it's got to be easier, right? Like I can't keep doing it one-on-one. I can't keep live teaching. I can't do it by myself. I got to hire a team, right? And so it's been like I as I've continued to invest in coaching it's all been about how can I optimize how can I make my business run smoother you know how can I like just bring more ease into it and right now my my business runs with so much ease hallelujah praise the lord and those investments um have really you know um enabled that right like i think that they've enabled that um and i'm really proud of that um and you know it's interesting because as you were talking i was just taking some notes because You know, we talk about like, well, maybe like people think of like coaching like little league and like, you know, it's hard for adults to think about coaching, but like there's fitness coaches, there's life coaches, there's business coaches, career coaches, mindset coaches. So maybe it's not as far fetched as we think it is. Like, girl, you, if you struggling with eating, you're going to go get a nutritionist or like a food coach or something, you know, to help you with food. You're going to get a meal prep service, right? If you're, you know, you want to bulk up, you know, in your muscles, you're going to get, um a fitness coach or a personal trainer is what you know they're co- colloquially called so i think that like coaching is important in every area of our lives right like like it's it's important and i think you know no matter how smart you are no matter how many degrees you have you know no matter if you you do this um like you you might still need help with it i have two career coaches like i am a career coach i have two career coaches i bet i'm your favorite career coaches Career coach. Like, I'm your favorite career coach's career coach. Like, and I know that because just literally just yesterday, I was hyping up one of my mentees who's also a career coach, and somebody retweeted her. And then they were like, and she was like, yeah. And they were like, I love Ashley's work. And she was like, yeah, she's my favorite career coach. She's a career coach. Like, we need coaches. Everybody needs a coach, right? And so, you know, like when, um, you know, when people are thinking about like, you know, this this coaching, moving into this coaching world, Brie, and like they're thinking about like, you know, okay, Ashley and Bri has have convinced me that like coaching is where it's at. What factors, right? What factors should women consider when they're choosing a coach?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I will say as someone who has made poor coaching decisions And who has made really good coaching decisions? The best coaching decisions I've made have always come from what is the direct, tangible result that I'm looking for, and can this person provide it? So I think a lot of times we get caught up in the hype and we're like, oh, I really like this person. I really like their personality. I really like their community. Let me go give them multiple five figures. And it just does not make sense. You know, like if something was wrong with your car, you would not go and look for a mechanic and say, I really like his personality. I like the vibe of his mechanic shop. You know, I really feel like his tools are gold plated. Let me just give him five figures to fix my car. No, you're going to be like, sir, are there degrees on the wall? Are you certified? You know, like, do you have insurance what do you have contracts in place like you're going to be looking for the things to ensure that the return on your investment given this man five figures means that your car is going to run smoothly and I think that for whatever reason we do not give that same care and attention to investing in our business and I feel like that's like our ultimate downfall and so I think that like when we're considering choosing a coach, we got to look for the same kind of things, you know, like does this coach have fruit? And, and what I mean by this is, are you seeing that they are consistently delivering results for people who are in an industry like yours, who have a problem like yours? Because if you hire a coach and you see that they are delivering results for people. And all of these people got a hundred thousand, 20,000 followers, but you got 2000 followers. You got to ask, are we, are we in the same bucket? Can you do for me what you did for this person knowing that I'm still getting it out the mud? I don't have an audience yet. I don't have, you know, these things in place. Do you have parameters? Do you have a framework that will serve me in the same way it served this other person. Because when we make decisions based off of popularity, we end up broke and frustrated and bitter. And so when you're thinking about, I really think that I wanna invest in this person, ask yourself like, what is the one very specific result that I need as a result of me investing in this person? Do I feel like they are qualified to to give me that result? And if so, why? Like, do you see the fruit? Do you see them talking about it? Have you had a conversation with them? You know, what, what has that looked like for you? And then I think also you should consider like, have you used any of their resources before and gotten a result? Because if you are, you know, in their community and you don't see them sharing tips, you don't see them sharing strategies, They don't have resources available for you to take fast action. Chances are, when you get into the program, you're going to get lost. Or when you make that investment into coaching, you're going to get lost because there is no foundation. And just like with anything, you have to have a foundation in your investments and you have to have clear expectations about what it is that you want and what it is that you that you need from this investment. So that's what I would say, like, You should consider, but I know like you've also made some investments. So like, what have you, or like, what did you think about when you were making your own investments? I think the specificity
0: is key and you've touched on this, right? Like different coaches provide like different things. Right. And so I just invite you to get super specific. Um, my boyfriend always teases me because I'm always like laser focused, but you need to get laser focused on the outcome that you desire. And Bri, you describe this, like, like, please, for the life of you, don't just hire like a career coach, right? Like, don't like, oh, she a career coach. Like I can work with her. Like every career coach is different. Every career coach's approach is different. Every career coach is like the way they do their work, the way they, they operate is different. And let me give you an example. Um, I'm a, uh, well, and well, uh, let me say one other thing and then I'll give you an example. The other thing that I would say is that you need to do your research to ensure that this person has a proven framework, right? So, like, they could be inspiring, they could be motivating, but do they have a framework? Like, are they public about exactly what they do, exactly how they do it, exactly how their work works? I mean, you can go right to my website and, you know, like, see every single module, everything that exists. I know this because the girls have stolen some of my content and then I see it on their websites. What I am saying is you can see see the framework it's right there i'm not like i'm inviting you into a magical fairy dust land like no these are the h trainings that you're going to receive this is you're going to receive this 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 is like very clearly laid out and so like when you're choosing a coach the thing that i want you to be thinking about is again specificity so do not go out and just hire a career coach right even when working with me, like I um, interview all potential um, mentees, right? So like, you can't just like go to my website and sign up for a program. I My programs are exclusive, they're invite only. So that means that like, when I'm speaking to you, I need to know exactly what your problem is. I need to know exactly what your needs are. And I evaluate whether or not you would be a good fit for this a program A, which is my accelerator, program B, which is my mastermind or not a good fit for me at all. And I'm gonna be, I, because I'm a person who operates in extreme integrity, Right. I'm going to tell you a B or not at all. Right. And so, Like you need to, um, like, and it's specific because like, if you're a job seeker, right? Like if you're a job seeker, you're a new or mid-level professional, if you know, you have gaps around uh, your ability to clearly articulate your skills in a meaningful way, if you know you have gaps around your materials, your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn, if you know, you've never negotiated before, you're going to be a great fit for my accelerator. If you are a mid or senior level professional woman who really have some gaps around building authority in your career, advocating for yourself, supervising, navigating the politics of work, you're to be a great fit for my mastermind, but it's, it's through the specificity, right? Like, it's not like, I don't just career coach and I'm like, like, oh, well, what questions do you have? Or like, what are you struggling with? No, we evaluate what you're struggling with before you even get into my program. So I can make sure it's a good fit for you. And oftentimes where people get frustrated. And I think this is particularly true in the business world, Bree, is that like they hire a business coach, and then they want social media strategy. This person do not do social media strategy, they are a mindset coach. Or they hire a business coach and they want help with uh messaging. But this person is about funnel strategy. You should have hired a funnel strategist, you should have hired a, a whatever. Like, you gotta get you have to be more specific about what your needs are. And the right coach, you know, a person who operates in integrity, will, will tell you like. Yes, I can serve you, or no, I can't. So that's something to think about. And then the other thing I just want to inc- invite folks to think about is your learning needs. Right. So um, we all learn differently. We all approach learning differently. Um, you know, I uh and I think Bree too at this point. Well, and I think, well, it's a little bit different for you, Bree, because you do still do some one-on-ones through your VIP days and through like recurring clients and stuff like that. But in my business, I no longer do one-on-one. And that's intentional because career development is very lonely. It's very isolating. I intentionally teach in small group to build community and connection. Um, and and I teach um, in small group and provide one-on-one personalized attention. So when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you, right? And so when you think about your learning style, I want you to be thinking about like, you know, do I need Um, you know, that one-on-one personalized attention. Like, I know I can get that from Ashley because that's how she teaches in group. Or, you know, do, am I a person who needs support ongoing, which means like a a longer, what we call it in the coaching world container, needs a longer container. I want to be in something where I can like be there and have support for six weeks, eight weeks, even longer. Or do I want a one done, you know, one bam, ma'am, thank you, ma'am, which is fine. And there's no, that's no dig on that, but that's kind of more of of what like a VIP day would be or, you know, something where it's like a, one-time 90-minute container or something like that so you just really do need to think about like your learning needs and I find that most people whether they realize it or not need a longer container um you know that implementation that accountability that ongoing support most people need that um so let let us just tell you that that's what most people need um but but I do think you want to think about your learning styles like make sure this person as Bree talked about, like has served multiple people, somebody that looks like you, someone that you can identify with, like all that stuff is really critically important. Um, so uh, two more questions, Brie, and then we'll wrap up. Like, we know that there's an investment for coaching, right? Um, you know, both of us, you know, um, at minimum, right. Our, our, our uh, offers are mid to high four figures. Um, so, you know, how can women prepare for the investment of coaching? Like, you know, how, how can women be thoughtful about, Um, preparing for that level of investment?
1: Yeah. So I think that the first thing to to really understand as you're preparing for the investment is knowing that it's an investment in you. It's not an investment in me, you know? So don't make this investment because you like me. Make it because I can serve you. But then also understand, like, when you make this investment that that's just the beginning. Like, it's not even the beginning. It's like, The beginning to the beginning like you made this investment but now we got to do the work (laughs) so like make sure that your life can support the work that comes along with this investment like I know for me my accelerator is six months and there are over 50 modules so when you come up in here know that we are going to do work and it's not always easy work but I give you I, I give you the tools, I give you the strategies. and I'm helping you. I'm guiding you along the way. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, like, you have to make sure that you have blocked off time on your calendar to, to, to watch the modules and to execute. You have to make sure that when you are checking off action items, um, like some, some of the action items are go live on Facebook, or go live on Instagram share a post on Instagram, share a post on Facebook. But you got to make sure that like when you're getting those action items that you are doing the work and that you are mentally ready and that you have mental, emotional, physical space to do that work. And I think also like as you're considering making an investment, I know for me, like one of the gaps that I realized in my business was that people were going from zero to a four figure six month investment. And so some of the some of the um I guess like things that we put in place are like, you know, we opened up digital brand audits, which give you an opportunity to take fast action immediately. We opened up um profitable people, which is now gonna be a resource lab and mentor and membership program. So that way you can come. And get accountability and support at a low at a low cost investment to you. So that way you can build yourself up for these bigger long term investments. So I would even say like, you know, especially if you feel like I'm not making money in my business or I'm not making money in my career, like, can I afford this? Look for ways to supplement your income. Like one of the things I always tell my students is like, let's think of a cash injection strategy. Let's figure out like you're so focused on a signature program, but you're not making any money. So we have to make you some money. We have to position your expertise. We have to prime your audience, maybe with a low ticket entry. So that way we can create a foundation for your business. And I feel like it's the same with any investment, you know, like you have to think about like, do I have the foundation to sustain this, you know? Um, And then like, does my family, does my life, my systems, does it support it? Because the worst thing that you can do is spend a whole bunch of money to enter into a program and not do the work. It's a waste for you. It's a waste for the community. It's a waste for the coach. And honestly, it just does not make sense. You know, like, so you have to also be mindful of that and enter into those investments, understanding that you have to take it seriously. And if you don't, if you're, for me, when I make an investment in something, I'm looking for three times return on investment. So if I pay you eight grand, I need to be making 24 grand by the end of the commitment. And that's how I evaluate, you know, whether or not this is worth it for me. I'm not just going to dump $8,000 down a toilet, period. Ain't none of us out here with that much money that we can just take eight grand and say, let me just give it away. And if you are, um, please cash a check to Brianna Johnson, because I am accepting all types of offering, like listening. Um, so I do also think that there is that, you know, just understanding like, I'm going to go into this investment. I'm going to do the work because I want a return. And if I'm implementing the strategies and they're not working for me, I'm going to ask for what I need. I'm going to advocate for myself. That was like one of the hardest struggles for me in the beginning of being an entrepreneur. I would not advocate for myself. No, it she was...
0: y'all. I would be like, you have to say something you have to. And she's like, I should feel like I should just have to tell people what I need. People should know what I need. I'm like, are you are they a mind reader? Like what's happening? What are your expectations? But she's so much better at it now
1: listen now i will advocate you to the ground like <laughs> so you do have to also make sure that you have that that space you know as well when you're making these investments um but actually i'll ask you you know like how do you because i know like you are still i'm taking a break from investing um in coaching one of the things that i that i'm thinking strategically about is like investing in like systems and structure for my business and i'm intentionally only doing one investment a quarter And the reason for this is because I want to do something, I want it to work, and then I want to add on something else. I think a lot of times we do this investment hopping. We we make an investment and then we're like, oh, it didn't work. It's been two weeks, but oh, it didn't work. Let me just go give somebody else some money. And it's like, you really got to give these investments time to work. And you have to understand that going into it. An investment is not a quick fix solution. It's not going to just magically make you money. (laughs) It's not a get rich quick thing, y'all. Like there is no magic bullet to success except doing the work. So I think you also just got to understand that sometimes it takes time. Me and Ashley were working together for what, a year, two years? Now Ashley's business is running like butter, but it took us a while for us to get it to that point. And if Ashley had just popped, if Ashley had just popped in and been like, um. Well, Bree, you know, this was cute. We did mentor me for 30 days. It didn't work. Um, I think I'm gonna just head on out and go back to to working, you know, at the at the school. We never would have got here. Like Ashley wouldn't be making the money in her business, having the impact, serving the women that she is serving if she had gave up what, 12, 13 months ago. So also like you gotta invest, you gotta be prepared mentally for that work. Um But yeah, so I know that like you are still investing, you're still like, you know, really like get into the, get into the coaching that you need, but like specifically because I know you very well. Um, How do you prepare for those investments? You know, I hope the girls were taking notes when you were talking because I was
0: and I just just wrote all those things down. I mean, because that was it. I don't have anything to add to that. I'll just put a exclamation point on the three times the investment. Like, I've never heard that before, but like, I love that. And like, I have gotten that from every like investment I've made, like flat out. Like, I've never invested and not gotten like I've never invested and not gotten my money back in 90 days. Like, and for me, that was the bar. I feel like my bar was low. You know what I'm saying? So like when I make up, you know, $12,000 investment, uh, 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 you know, a uh, uh, 20, I think probably the biggest investment I've ever made was like $24,000 in coaching or something like that. I made my investment back. Well, I've never not made my investment back in 90 days. And now at this point in my business, like I'm making that a month. So like and and I remember hearing some somebody say um, recently like, if if an investment don't make you want to throw up a little, like you ain't going hard enough. And I don't love that analogy because I'm like, I don't I don't want you to like I don't, I guess I don't want you to throw up like. But if it is true. career coaching like I don't want you to throw up. But I do feel like I do I I guess I I guess I would just say that like every investment that I've ever made was the scariest one I've ever made, right? Like every single investment I made was the scariest one I've ever made. And and I can't put too fine of a point on the fact that like now I'm like when somebody when I want want or need something, you know, I'm looking to hire a contractor, looking to work with somebody. If if the price too low, then I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work. And I don't like that. Cause I, I feel like, I feel like it's a mind fuck. Like, I feel like the industry has kind of messed me up a little bit, but it's true that like, now I'm like, oh, it's only that. Does she really know what she's doing? <laughs> what? She can't know what she's doing. She ain't charging enough. Um. So, so, so there's that. I, and I'm, I'm not even saying those, And, this, and that, so that's not advice. I'm not saying that's the truth. I'm just saying that that's like been my perception, but For those of you who are, you know, in terms of advice, as we digress, right, like for those of you who are considering a fitness coach, a coach, a life coach, a business coach, a career coach, a mindset coach, whatever kind of coaching you feel like you need in your life and your career, the first thing I want you to do is say yes. Say yes to your own intuition that says, I need some help. Say yes to yourself. Say yes to your own intuition that says, I need help. Cause then you're saying yes to you. You're not saying yes to them. You're saying yes to you. And then the second thing I want you to do is to talk to that person. If, if you are going to be making a, a four or five figure investment and they won't talk to you, don't invest with them. I'm sorry, flat out. Like if I can't speak with you before giving you thousands of dollars, then I'm, I'm, I just can't, I can't make that kind of investment. So I would just encourage you to, and and speak to them could be join they live. It could be join a webinar they're doing. It could be, you know, a discovery call. It don't have to be like, you gotta just call them up, have they sell. I'm just saying like, you need to engage with this person in some way. Um, And then I want you to take fast action, like flat out, like our delay is our denial. Um, And I know people say, oh, delay is not denial. But like, for me, like the delay in the second guessing is playing myself, and I won't play myself, and I invite you not to either. Um, as we digress, uh, um, what advice might you have, Brie, for women considering a coaching? Um, what you know, what what kind of next steps, best next steps, would you encourage them to make?
1: Yeah, so I really want you to get specific on what it is that you feel like you need, and why you feel like you need it, and how it plays into your overall vision. I also encourage you to do your research, like don't just it don't always have to be the most popular person, you know, maybe you interview two people maybe you look at you know two or three people for a while. And by a while, I do not mean 30 days or 60 or six months or anything like that, but like literally go and binge the content, you know, like see how they engage with you when you comment on their stories. Like, are they replying back to you? Are they actively engaged with you? Like really consider those things, especially if you feel like that's something that you need. I would also consider you to think about how you best receive love and education and to make sure that that person is in alignment with that Example. If you know that you are a words of affirmation person, do not go out here and get a coach who does not reply to your emails or your DMs in a timely manner because that may not be the way in which they coach and you're going to be frustrated because you're going to have an unmet expectation. So also really really evaluate like what it is that you need to feel seen, to feel served, to feel safe. Um, and, to, and then make sure that that person can provide it. And you may have to advocate for. You may have to ask questions. You may have to to do the things, but be willing to do that work before you make that investment.
0: I love that, Bree. Um, and we digress. For those who are um, interested in working with you, Bree, interested in learning more about your um, work, can you tell the people where to find you?
1: Yes. So I am at the Brianka Johnson on all social media channels. Um, my website is Brianka Johnson, B R I A N um, C A. And we are currently accepting um, applications for the Clarity to Coins Accelerator. Um, it is a six month program for coaches and service providers who want to plan their first or next five figure launch and operate as their own launch strategies. So if that's you, go ahead, go to briankajohnson.com, click the link Accelerator, and apply. Super excited to have you.
0: Yes. I love that. And Bree's information and link to her website and her social media handle will be in the show notes. So you can check those out in the show notes in your podcast app or on our website at schoolandlifepod.com. So before we close out this week's episode, we're going to talk TVT. And Brie and I are both big fans, um, and actually our partners too, of Black Love. Um, It's a um, documentary series on Netflix about uh, Black love, Black folk in love, Um, and really love the show. Um, I actually just randomly came across it and started watching, Um, but it's just so beautiful to just see Black people in love, see Black people thinking, you know, talking about how they first met and, um, you know, how they got down the aisle and even accountability and um you know cheating and missteps in their relationships and so uh we're just gonna digress a bit about that um so I don't know I feel like I just randomly found the show Brie and start watching and I think so far I've watched um episodes and I love that the show like follows couples that are like you know famous and popular and then just like you know rando folks like us um and so I love that but you know some of the the some of the things that I'm seeing like a trend in, especially in one of the episodes I was watching, I think it was like how I got down the aisle or whatever. And it was like all these people who were like, oh yeah, we dated for four months. And then like we, I just knew she was the one and we got married or like a couple was like, he was about to deploy. And so he popped a ring. And then two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. I'm like, yikes. Yes, like, yes. I watched that one. Yes, right. That was, that's so cute. They are so freaking cute. Yes. Um, and so I'm just like interested to know, like, um, you know, when you, when you were watching, um, like the, cause it sounds like you've seen the get down the aisle episodes, like, you know, how were you sort of processing that, um, with like the, fav- I think, um, the guy who plays Randall and This Is Us and his wife are on there. Yes. Um, and they yes. were in the episode and of talking about how like her mom and grandma was like, thought he was evil yeah. or something. So she like stopped yeah. talking to him. Like, you know, and, and then they had a rush and got married and, you know, I don't know, it's just so interesting. So like, wh- like, how are you, like, what are you thinking? What pops up in your mind when you're hearing couples like talk about like how they got down the aisle?
1: Yeah, so I think it's funny because, I mean, as you know, me and, me and my partner, he hates the word "partner." Uh, <laughs> me and my boyfriend have a very interesting love story. Um, but the day that we met, the very first time we met, his exact words to me were like, "You're my wife," and you know, like in Talk the about moment, game. Talk about game. <laughs> he better. listen. Listen. In the moment, I was like, "Oh, here we go." Like, whatever. You just like the booty shorts, and we in a club, and you're a little faded. That's it. But, you know, over, over the last three years, like it's always come back to like that statement of like, you're my wife. And so I do, you know, I do understand the feeling of, cause I never wanted to be married. But when we started dating, I had this overwhelming feeling that I had found my husband. And so when I be watching black love and they be having these encounters, it's always like, Um, confirmation that like the feelings that I had were real because I don't believe in love at first sight or at least I didn't up until um, I met my boyfriend so to like watch these stories of like and see like how it plays out and that it is a real thing and that it can be ordained from the beginning and also that it does not have to be the hardest relationship in the world for it to work I am just like, this is, these are the stories that the, the, the people don't tell us. Um, and like, my boyfriend is always laughing because I'm like, I use it as research because I don't, I growing up, the only successful relationship I saw was my great grandparents. They were married for 75 years, but they had a very patriarchal relationship. I mean, my grandmother didn't work. My grandfather was a veteran. She cooked all his meals. She kept the house clean. She raised the children. She did the things. I am not Holly the homemaker. And so I had never seen a successful relationship where a woman worked. And had her own life, her own values, her own career, and pursued those while also being married in a committed and loving, non-adulterous relationship. And so to see it, it's very like, it's doing something to my spirit. It's just, I think it's affirming for me that these things that I want, because people will give you this idea or this notion that you can't have it all. And that's not something that I subscribe to. And so I do feel like watching Black Love is like affirming for me that like I can build the business and the life and the love and relationship of my dreams. And it does not have to be taxing or emotionally draining or abusive in any way, emotionally, physically, mentally, in any way to me. Um, and so I, it's like one of the, the best times of my day is like sitting there watching that show.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love that it's like confirmation for you, right? Because you feel those feelings. And then, you know, what happens in life, right? Is that you start to feel like isolated, like I'm the only one, or am I crazy? Did I fall in love too fast? Are we moving too fast or too slow or whatever? And then it's like confirmation. So I love that. That is not my love story. Um, I did not know he was my husband when I first met him. In fact, he was married when I first met him. So child, he was somebody else's husband, shit. But um, um but 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 I love that like that is somebody's story and it gives that affirmation. Um some of the the other episodes talk about accountability, right? And so when we start to talk about accountability, we start to talk about the lack of accountability, partners who have been unfaithful, partners who have lied, partners who have cheated. Um partners who have done it multiple times. I think um I think about, I think it's DL Hughley and his wife. And he, she talks about like the fact that like, oh, he was like, oh, I didn't know that men were supposed to be faithful. Like I thought every man had like a little side family and you know, he just had some other, you know, chicks who he banged with. Like, that's just how it works. And I, I don't believe him.
1: I think he's lying. I, cause like, I think you're lying. because so, you're a big <laughs> Go ahead. So I will say like, so growing up, my dad, married married my stepmom who was his mistress for Mm. a large part of his marriage with my mom wow and he he did things that he thought were normal because his father Mm. did those things and Mm. so he just kind of felt like I mean, I pay the bills, I take care of you, like you don't worry about nothing. Like this is just what it is. Right, right, right. And I do feel like you gotta have that conversation and like you gotta set those expectations at the beginning. You know, when I was in I was in a a previous relationship and I was engaged, and this person was a serial cheater. Mm. And at the time, like, And now I look back and I'm like, you was just naive. You didn't know any better. But at the time I was like, well, this is just what it is. Like, you just got to go through this and eventually he'll stop cheating. Mm -hmm. Now, baby, you got one time to play with me and you will find yourself by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's like, but you have, you, you as a, as a woman, as a man, as a human, you have to discern and decide what the accountability looks like for you. I know that for me, in my house, you go out and cheat, you should stay there. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. you got to pack up your bags and you Mm got to move there. And that is what it is for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do find, though, the episodes interesting because I do also wonder if you know that this is harmful to you and you take them back that is now a lack of accountability for you and that person
0: yeah 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 and I think it's it's particularly challenging for me to watch for the people where it's happened over and over again you know yes. we are human there are lapses you know there you know there is grace there is counseling right like there's therapy like those things exist that's real like I, I believe in redemption I guess you know but like many of the couples were like, I mean, there was one guy. He was like, "Did I you was see the white. football player? Uh, was
1: he a football player, like star and in, in like yes?" And she was like, and, "He yeah. just moved back home. He just like right." And I'm like, "Why did y'all do this show? Like, this is so awkward." And I'm like, "How
0: are y'all on Black Love, is right?" And is, love? Is, I mean, they are black and in love, I guess. But she was like, like "Oh, what? he just is moved that back that in love like yesterday," though? and I'm like, "Yikes!" Or the man who was like, "I'm a, I'm a liar. I'm a cheater. I'm a drug addict. I'm oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Much.
1: I but, but but he re- I, I will say she gave him a playbook and he followed the playbook yeah so I, for him i can get jiggy with i don't necessarily think that it could be my story but i do have a level of grace for him but oh buddy who just moved back home <laughs> is that love Right, like, is it love or abuse at this point? Like, cause I feel
0: like he just out here. And you know, it's so interesting though, cause we, like everything he was saying was like spot on. Like he was really, he was really talking the talk. Like, and she said he do give a yeah. good. So he was really like, when he was talking, unlike some of the other men, I was like, man, you, you ain't even for real. But he was like, really like, I honestly understand why this is a problem. Like da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, sure, yeah. But then when she said like he just moved back in, system. I was like-
1: no. It sounded like some narcissistic playboy finesse. I'm gonna I'm a swoon you and make you feel so good that you're gonna forget that I be mentally and emotionally exhausting the hell out of you. Yikes. It is a no for me. Like any, I also am very leery of men who could talk your jaws off. Like yeah. as a rule, yeah. it's a no for me.
0: <laughs> right. Like I'm not dating no good orators. I don't need nobody to give a speech. Be quiet, be quiet.
1: And let me see if I still love you. <laughs> Listen, it's a no because because then I think also for me, again, I'm a skeptic. So if you could, if you can swoon me, I'm never gonna feel safe with you because how do I know what's true and what's untrue? Especially when you're so good at giving these good speeches and then not doing the thing in the speech. Yeah. Like yeah. if you are giving me the speech and then forgetting what you said and not doing it, we got a problem. Yeah. That's good, that's good.
0: And I and I would agree. Um, Black love is, um, it's a great show and I really love watching it. And I and I appreciate like being able to peer into other people's relationships. I'm a researcher at heart, right? Like I love, like like you said, Bree, just like seeing how other people do it. Like maybe, like I feel like I had examples um, of loving relationships growing up, but they weren't, you know, they weren't contemporary, you know, and nothing is contemporary. You always got to evolve with it. So um, as a non-married woman, like I just love to see it. And I, you know, I, I leverage, when I see something, you know, I take action or I'll be like, okay, yeah, well, we need to do this better and yeah I watch it with my boyfriend I'm like yeah that's you you need to do better I'm like yeah you do good with that you know like I like to you know I like to just you know assess an assessment every time we watch it's just a quick assessment about how you know things are going
1: (laughs) I definitely use it as research I actually used one of the one of the episodes to navigate a disagreement between me and my boyfriend and And it worked yeah and I was like oh this yeah and I was like oh this is how we do it like this is how you advocate for what you need without harming the other person or without being mean or spiteful I also think that some of the episodes have given me a direct roadmap and blueprint for the kind of wife the kind of partner the kind of woman that I do not want to be and like how I do not want to exist in my relationship Mm -hmm. and I think it's also you know on the flip side giving me direct examples of what I would like to bring into my relationship yeah Um, and I do feel like having those varied perspectives is important because you get to make a decision I think a lot of times we end up falling yeah into this role as wife or mom or 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 woman without any perspective on what we get to choose And being able to have this influx of information, it's like, oh dang, like I actually don't want to be highly the homemaker and that's okay. But what I will do is I will make sure that the house is clean because I will pay someone to come and do it. Okay. And and this is my compromise and like, love you, mean it. Yeah. (laughs) This is what I got. Yeah, no, that's real.
0: And I love that. Yes. And like, shout out to like, being vulnerable enough to be like, I don't know how this works, but I'm definitely gonna sit here and watch these people do it and take what I can and use it, right? Like Mm -hmm. shout out to that, like shout out to the humility and vulnerability of like not figuring out you know it all. Like in this point in my life, like I'm very into like less ego, (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> um lesson to ego and that's what you just said to me like i i know enough to know i don't know at all and i I'm, I'm gonna get some help and then back to the importance of coaching in every aspect <laughs> <we're> of like- <laughs> right Period. full circle honey full circle we are literally schooling life um and that wraps up tvt in this week's episode brie thank you so much for co-hosting with me today it was a joy um, i'm so excited um for our listeners to get to hear this um be sure to follow the Brianka johnson on instagram be sure to check out her website uh the brianca the Or excuse me, BriankaJohnson.com, And um, be sure if you are a um, coach or an expert that's looking to advance your expertise to hit her up and join Clarity to Coins um, is the best um, digital strategy um, program that you can get and will teach you how to be your own digital strategist, which I think is a literal skill um, that you want to have, especially if you're in business. Uh, if you have any follow-up questions for Bree or I about this week's episode, want to talk more about coaching, don't hesitate to hop in our DMs. You can, um, message on Instagram in the comments for this post. Um, and we look forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. School's out. Class dismissed.